This is Soul Starter, the podcast with your hosts, Jessica and Lexi. We're two mamas on a mission to make entrepreneurship more accessible through soul-driven exploration. If you're ready to start a transformative journey rooted in self-care, intention, and growth, then this is the podcast for you. Join us and our guests each week as we explore the parallels between business, motherhood, and mindful living. Your intuition guided you here. Now let's get started. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back. We are excited today. We're going to be chatting all things morning routines. Maybe start from the beginning on how we got started with morning routines and why we feel like they're helpful for us because I think oftentimes it can feel all consuming that we just don't do anything, right? Yeah, yeah. So today we want to break it down into five simple things that you can do, offer the invitation for a few things that you can try on your own, whatever feels right to you, whatever season you're in, you might choose something different than another, mm-hmm. whether you are a beginner or advanced in having a morning practice, yeah. you might find some nuggets here. Yeah, I like the morning practice. Yeah, let's do it. The, the phrasing, I mean, I like the morning practice yes. phrasing. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> because, I, you know, it is it is intimidating when you hear, um, med- like meditating, for example, you think, oh my gosh, I need 30 minutes or like however long. If you have no idea what meditating actually involves, you might think that you have to dedicate this whole super long morning routine. Like, cold plunging or like you know just it doesn't have to be crazy there's not a lot that it doesn't have to be wild guys we've got five easy takeaways for you today barrier to entry all the way up to potentially more advanced yes let's not complicate it because i think that's the part that a lot of people get caught up in Mm -hmm. and then they don't do anything because it's like oh my god there's all these things these things that i need to do we're just going to break it down and yeah. make it super simple. Yeah. So how did, I mean, how did you get started in yeah, morning routines? Morning routines. Um, I have always been a night owl. Mm. Yeah. Always. Opposite of my husband. Like he would get up really early, get to work and I, I'd stay up late and have like these inspirational periods late at night working or whatever. And I obviously kids changes that or you put them to bed and then you're up feverishly working on something afterwards. Right. But I realized at one point that at the end of the day, like I took my kids in at eight and at the end of the day, I'm so burnt out that the idea of sitting down at my computer to do work or the idea of like doing anything that required a lot of effort was not like, it's not going to work for me. So I changed myself. Like, this is possible, people. Let me be the night owl that tells you, you can be a morning person. I never thought it was possible. And how late are we talking, Lexi? How late would you stay I up? I would probably stay up at least past 11. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's good. Portion but then, like, your kids wake up early. So, I mean. You can't burn the sick up with ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it started with the... It honestly didn't start with any of the five things we're going to talk about today. It started with the idea that if I was going to work out, it had to be before my children woke up. Like, I I would be the person that would put on my yoga clothes, and then I just wear them all day. <laughs> like, I wouldn't do yoga because I'd get caught up in all the things. Um, yeah, so it started with a 5.30 a.m. yoga class, and so I got myself in the habit of waking up at 5, 
but then it became alternating because I was so excited and passionate about starting my business. It was alternating between some days I go to yoga and other days I wake up at five just so I can get all of those clear thoughts that you have first thing in the morning into my business. Like we're making a website or whatever it might be. Right. Because it was just so clear, like at the beginning of the day. And so I just like built up this habit. Mm. Um, and then I started working on bringing in this mindfulness practice. And so now it is an alternating, like some days it is meditation and then a little bit of work. Some days it is only yoga. Some days it is only meditation. And some days it's only work because maybe I've got a deadline or something, but um, getting up early, I feel like was the pivotal change that I made in order to make space for a morning routine. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. For me, I feel like over the last few years, it's evolved. It's kind of been a slow evolution versus like one particular event for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, and it probably started when I had a, like a 30 to 40 minute commute to work. When I graduated from physical therapy school, I accepted a job that was about 30 to 40 minutes away from our house. And so I had a drive. And then on that drive, I'm like, well, I got to make good use of this time. And so for me, it just started with like trying to, my mind was thinking and I was going kind of going inward and asking myself questions and listening to podcasts. And I feel like that's probably where it started. But it was a lot easier then because I had this forced 30 to 40 minute break mm. in the day where I had no distractions. I didn't have children at this time and I already had the time blocked out. So it was a much easier time in my life or season of my life where I could dedicate time to self growth or self development. But then so what would you listen to? Yeah, like, I would listen to podcasts oh, right, right. or I would listen to audiobooks, um, or I would just kind of be in my own space and my own mind driving down. Yeah. Asking myself, starting off with like just trying to set an intention for the day. Since as a physical therapist working at an outpatient clinic, we would see quite a few people a day and it was like back to back to back to back to back. You would have 30 to 60 minute meetings and in a 10 hour day, you could see anywhere from 10 to 18 clients or patients and it was busy. And so I knew that I needed something to like have this slow start to the day. And, and I was forced to have that through a, a commute. Yeah. Yeah. That actually makes me think of something. So you're going to have to help me with the parts of the brain, but when you are driving or even like walking, you're in task mode, like your body's performing a task which actually frees up more space for a different part of your brain to receive. Mm, great question. I have no idea which part of the brain that is, but you're definitely in more of like an autopilot, especially if you've been consistently going there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's like people get their best ideas when they're in the shower mm -hmm. or like when you're driving, you can absorb, absorb information better because you're like, I don't know which part it is, dang it. <laughs> but like the part that is like, I am driving and that is what my body is physically doing and thinking about. So your more open center is like ready yeah, to receive. That other makes ideas. sense. I mean, yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sure if I grabbed my anatomy book, I could. Yeah. But yeah. But so for me, it was like a forced practice at, at that point. But then when I had kids, I really had to be super intentional with it. And I wouldn't say it was until, I mean, I had, that commute for, you know, until Conrad was a year and a half, my son was until a year and a half, but until I started my own business. So similar to what you're talking about of, you know, starting a business, getting excited about it, but also knowing that you have to intentionally 
make time for yourself in a very, I don't want to say intimate way, but like in a way where you're, you're allowing yourself to get closer to your intuition, to go inward, to learn yourself more, all your tendencies. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I started my business, I actually now had to be intentional with it because I didn't have a forced commute. I work from my house. Yeah. So that's where I started implementing more routines and creating boundaries around those routines and kind of protecting that space in the morning. And it looks a little bit different every day as you chatted about as well. Yeah, before we hit record, we were talking about the fact that you can wake up at five and like have this idea that, you know, my kids get up at seven lately with the summer time. It's been more like 615, 630. But once you get into the routine and you have this like idea that you have an hour to two hours before your kids wake up, sometimes they get up at like 545 or, mm-hmm. and they come and they interrupt your routine and it can be like, oh no, I'm triggering. This yes. is like, I'm not happy about this right now, but that is actually a good offering to reel it in, sit with them. Like you're just what you got was what you got and that's what was meant to be for that day. But yeah, every morning can look different. And so giving yourself grace that not every day are you going to have all of these parts of your morning routine fall into place perfectly. And I think it's also remembering that it's not about chasing that perfectionism in that morning routine or chasing the outcome of it. Like, oh, I have to come complete it fully Mm -hmm. but it's just about setting the intention every single day that you're going to start and I think that helped alleviate a lot of the pressure around morning routines because I feel like it's this like buzzword on the media you know is oh everyone needs a morning routine and there's some that are 30 to 60 minutes long and all these you know high achievers are doing morning routines and it can just be a big buzzword but really for me it was like how do I just set the intention to start the day off in a, in a healthy, fresh way. Yeah. Start it off with taking care of you yeah. or taking care of the things you're passionate about. What a better way to start a day, right? Yeah. And to not consistently live on autopilot and just the same day then rolls into the next day and then that day rolls into the next day. And mm-hmm. so it's forcefully, if you will, breaking up yourself from just living on autopilot too to connect with yourself. Yeah. I mean, you can certainly have an evening routine if you like to take baths and this, and some of the things we'll offer today can be applied to the evening, I think. like That's a great point because when I was pregnant preparing for my home birth, I had an evening routine, not a morning routine. So that's interesting that you're saying that. So for me, it was all about my evening routine. So the seasons of life can change your routines as well yes the seasons of life and also we're all different human beings so we have some ideas Mm -hmm. and we'll share them and take what works for you and apply it to a spot in the day that makes sense for you personally I like to do it in the morning but um, every now and then I'll take a bath and I'll do a guided meditation in the bath and sometimes those are my best meditations I've had like very deep yeah so Let's just start. Okay, I love it. So let's talk about five different things that you can do just to give you some starters, to give you some suggestions. And the first one is to choose a word or phrase that you're going to try to practice that day and set the intention for that day. I like to start with this one. You know, Lexi and I were talking. It's sort of like the easiest, lowest barrier of entry Mm -hmm. to set an intention for the day because you don't need anything other than your mind. Yeah. But just 
pausing and asking yourself, what do I need today? And so for me, in my experience, what I've done is, you know, I'll choose the word joy for the day. And so my intention for the entire day is to think about maybe initially what brings me joy. And I can do this while I'm caring for children in the morning or, you know, getting dressed in the morning, but also trying to think about what brings me joy throughout the day and just noticing those small little things throughout the day. For some reason in my mind, I'm like picturing, she has a cute like pink scrunchie on and I'm just imagining like in Sharpie written the word joy on your hand, like write it on your hand if you need the reminder that to keep coming back to this word. I don't know why I pictured that, but it's little word joy. I love that. Well, um, some people literally tattoo words on their bodies to try to constantly bring themselves back to the awareness of whatever that word means for them. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, so <laughs> so you can also get a tattoo. Maybe not want. a sharpie. Maybe not a tattoo because your word will change. So how do you pick a word? Like, how do you decide what the word is going to be? Does it come to you, or is it something you're kind of like, I don't know, contemplating? Yeah. I really let it come to me. And I think that's a practice too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think it's easier said than done. Like, well, I'll just choose a word. And so maybe in the beginning, if you're not really in tune with your intuition or having some sort of like a mind body connection, then maybe having a list of words that you can choose that day. But as you do it more for me now, like if I am in a, a day where it's just go, go, go all day, I'll do the word or phrase option and I'll just kind of close my eyes for five, 10 seconds and just think what's the first word that comes to me or the first phrase that comes to me. And and I believe that's sort of my subconscious trying to tell me a way of a lacking or of what I need to focus on and not overthinking it, but just whatever the first thing that comes to mm-hmm. my brain. And sometimes it's not even a word. It's like an image. I was just going to say, it doesn't have to be a word. It can be like a color. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you close, like you could close your eyes and all of a sudden you see like yellow or like a yellow shape or something. But then I think that is a little bit more developed because you would want to sit with that color. And then hmm, like, what does this color bring up for me? Yellow to me is joy. There's a joy again. Sure. Or like if it's a triangular or sharp shape, like what does this shape mean? Like there is a little bit more of a deeper practice in sitting with the color or the shape or the object that is coming to mind versus a word. That's true, definitely. But even if you did have a color come to you and you're like, why did that color come to me? Why don't you just sit with that color all day and notice everything that's yellow throughout the day? And it could be flowers or cars, or it could be um, a piece of article of clothing that you see someone else wearing that you really love and admire, and then you go comment on their really cute dress and it's yellow. I mean, it can be as simple as that. It is just about setting some sort of an intention to be more self-aware, to bring awareness throughout your day, to bring that offering for you to be intentional throughout your day, whatever comes up for you. So I just, for that one, I just close my eyes five, 10 seconds whatever comes to me is what I'm going to focus on that day. I love that. And I love the idea that you can just start noticing like the colors, for example, it is similar to when you're, at least for me, when I started my manifestation process or like this mindfulness journey, I started seeing like repeating numbers. I would hear a song as I was thinking about somebody I would get a text message from a friend when I was literally writing her a text message. And these are like the energies at play, right? These are all signs that your like intuition is building and is strong. And I think they're little like nuggets of trust to take where they're like breadcrumbs. Like you're 
collecting them and they're giving you this trust that grows over time and gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And then you can really tap in at a deeper level with your manifestation, you know, process or whatever have you that you're working on. Yeah. No, I, I'm like nodding and smiling I because I, I feel so in alignment with that too. And I think that that's right. And you do start to trust yourself more with those first intentions that you have or those first offerings that your mind may give you. You'll then say, oh, wow, I noticed this today. And then you'll start trusting your intuition more. And it builds that resilience muscle, if you will, in trusting your gut or trusting your intuition with yes. whatever pops into your mind at that time, instead of just ignoring it or not even being aware of it. As you mm -hmm. practice this more, you yeah. become more aware of how you're feeling or thinking about things. And then once you become more aware, it just is like a confirmation to say, yes, you are receiving the the nuggets that I'm trying to give you uh, or the universe is trying to give you. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love that. Okay. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> That's number good. one. Number two. Let's see. I think that's a good segue into just like if you wanted to pull mantra cards, there's so many really cute little like card decks out there now that have little sayings or mantras on them or there's even books where it's like every day of the year and you just turn the page and that day has something for you that's so true like little calendar desk calendars yeah. where I have like a quote or a phrase it's just bringing awareness to that yeah yeah there's also oracle decks and tarot which we're not going to dive deep into today but these are this is i would say like number two like cards are an option for you and they'll bring up intuitively things that are patterns in your life at the time um, something that you needed to hear maybe it's like a saying that a friend used to say to you all the time and you can like reminisce on that feeling that comes up like there's so many ways that written words on a card can like trigger in a good way or maybe mm -hmm. in a in a hard way something that you could be focusing on yeah. thinking about and it's sort of like that level two that you mentioned because it's not it's just the words or the image right mm -hmm. but then it asks you to go deeper and like well what does this mean to me or what is the intention behind this how am I going to live this out or how am I going to um, apply this today so that's not just only having the word or phrase but having it but then also sitting with that card yeah, because and maybe at first it doesn't seem like something you can resonate with and so maybe like slip the card into your wallet or put it up on the refrigerator for the day. Like what is, what is this trying to tell me? It might come up. Yeah. And you can even, if you, if you don't have any decks of anything, <laughs> you can really search them, you know, even in the Amazon or Etsy to find some really cute ones, but even searching for things specific to maybe what you're currently dealing with or struggling with at the moment, because you can get pretty specific with some of these cards, like female entrepreneur affirmation cards, or motherhood. it could be motherhood. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you pull your practices like word of the day and mantra cards or like cards with quotes on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say most consistently I pull, um, affirmation cards but they're meant for like females or moms right mm -hmm. I think I don't even know to be honest with you if it's moms or just females but that's the card that I'll pull but I actually pair it so like now that I feel like I'm in a season where I have more time on certain days I've carved out a specific amount of allotted time where I'm going to be distraction free 
I'll then pair cards. I'll pull a card every single day, which is more affirmation cards, but I will pair it based off of the time that I have that day. I'll pair it with a meditation or I'll pair it with a yoga practice. Like immediately after or somewhere in the day you'll add this in? So I think it depends on the day. On sure. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have like a 30-minute time block where I'll pull a card, I'll do a meditation, and I'll journal. And so there's longer. a there's it's yeah. longer there's like a few steps involved and then other ones I'll go to a yoga class and I'll have a card that I have already pulled that I'm trying to you know come back to in the yoga practice as well or just throughout my day just if I don't have anything mm-hmm. else on the agenda yeah it's just a card that I take with me or think about oh, I like that so you do those like I I like I've started doing oracle and tarot um in the last year or so and it looks a little bit different. You're given a guidebook that you then kind of go to for some more insight, some extra insight. But I think no matter what, there is a practice of sitting with the card and intuitively tapping into what it's bringing up for you. And yeah, I mean, we're talking morning routines in this episode, but I think if you are getting into the habit of waking up early or you like nighttime routines or um, during nap time, if you're staying at home and kids are napping, that could be a time that you pull a mm-hmm. card. It's, uh, but personally, I like the morning just because your mind is so crisp and clear at that time. Like it's easier to get into your intuition and listen. Whereas like at the end of the day or the middle of the day, you've already been bombarded by like so much stuff, energy, things, comments, work, kids crying, mom, mom, like there's just so much. So sometimes like mid to end of day, I personally think it's really challenging to like quiet the distractions. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I try to use the middle of the day and end of the day as more of like checkpoints instead of intention setters like I feel like every new day we wake up we have a fresh start and so I also really love the morning routine whether that means I wake up extra early or that means I get my kids off to school and then I have the first 30 minutes of my work day as set as my um, you know intentional time but I also try to use the middle of the day as like checking in with how am I doing yeah (laughs) not in a judgment way or in, in an attachment way but in a self-reflection way to say, am I on track? But then also utilizing the end of the day to reflect how did the day go? So I think that it's important to check in throughout your day, but just starting with the morning can help whether you have a crazy time or not. Yeah, I like that. It overwhelms me a little bit, like to think of checking in multiple times a day. I think I like it in the morning so much because nobody's like, nobody's round and I can really just sit with it. Mm Mm-hmm. But then my days get very busy. And so I that brings me back to like the color and seeing the color and noticing the color. So I'm going to practice that. Thanks. <laughs> but like I, so sometimes I will reread. This actually is a good segue into number three for the morning. So I like to journal and I will sometimes reread what I wrote the day before the next morning and kind of reflect Mm -hmm. journaling is a very nice option to pair with card pulling and uh, reflecting on what comes up for you journaling can really be done in the morning or in the evening too as like a reflection on the day 
if you maybe need to break it up a little, like you have 10 minutes in the morning for a card and reflection, and then at the end of the day, as part of your bedtime routine, you could take five minutes just to scribble down like things that came up that were related to the card that morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I think it can be a deeper way to drop in, if you will, <laughs> to uh, the, the card to go even deeper into that. Uh, but you can also do it separately. I've noticed too, sometimes if I'm just feeling a lot of like emotional, like worry or anxiousness or, you know, resentment or guilt, whatever it might be, if it's just that I'm feeling overwhelmed by that, it might even be related to the card, but I'll just pour it all out on a piece of paper and then go burn it or throw it away or do something like that too. Or that can be another act of journaling just to get out your thoughts, to put them on paper, to separate yourself from them. Mm -hmm. At least that helps for me sometimes, but I, I do agree that being able to journal with a card also allows me to go a little bit deeper. And it's then, like a prompt. Totally. The card is a prompt. And if you don't, if you're not comfortable with doing cards, you can literally, and you, or you don't want to buy them, you can literally Google like journaling prompts mm-hmm. and you'll have a wealth of resources and things that you can use as a prompt of what you want to journal about. Um, yeah, I, I like journaling because I think at a certain level, I can connect to the card, but then when I start writing and I get into a zone, like I'm almost channeling messages from my subconscious or whoever that I needed to hear that I wouldn't have otherwise accessed without putting pen to paper. Yes, absolutely. I ended up the other day, it was a couple days ago, I ended up writing this phrase. um, And I'm like, why did I even write that? I don't even know how that came to me, but it seems to consistently pop up in my meditations or and I'll see an affirmation and then I'm like oh this is what it's trying to tell me and when I yeah when I wrote it down it says you are ready now is your time let go of control Love and it. literally it was like the same thing that kept coming back to me mm-hmm. and I was like now is your time you are ready let go of control and so that's something that you know has been a huge part of my whole life but more recently it's coming up and so I'm just trying to lean into that but the other day when I journaled I actually read the, wrote the whole thing out, and I, oh my gosh, that's what I've been feeling, and now yeah. it's in words. It just came through you. Yeah, it just came through me. I have a similar one that keeps coming up in, in this season, and it is just be. I love that. Like, just exist. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, that's interesting. So I, simple. I, just the stuff gets me excited, and... yeah. Yeah, I think everybody will have their own phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And imagine if everyone did that, you know, like how intentional beings we would be throughout our day. If every person, you know, was more in tune with their intuition or just tried to like sit with their thoughts and feelings a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, in an intuitive practice, you are building upon yourself and your knowledge of self. And with that, you can handle like seasons of hard times like better you can go through conflicts better like once you understand where a lot of these things are coming from in your own body like you are able to process them differently with the people around you but a morning routine can certainly a practice it is a practice there's no perfection in it it doesn't have to be 15 to 30 minutes, like it doesn't have to be this crazy thing that you hold yourself to every day and then beat yourself up about when you miss it. 
it just is like the self-learning process, which makes us better human beings. Yeah, and you're just building habits to check in with yourself more. Yeah. Yeah, which I love. Yes. Okay, journaling. So to recap, we've got cards, pull some cards. We've got uh, word of the day and then journaling. Uh, yeah, so like another one that we can talk about is breath work. Mm-hmm. So breath work is something that you can do instead of any of the other things mm-hmm. if you feel like maybe, maybe you have like a strong yoga practice and so you're pretty in tune with your breath um or you want to learn how to be more in tune with your breath yeah um, and you can google youtube all these things do you do breath work oh yeah breath work is a huge part of like my meditative practice but also I believe in breath work so much because of the science in it. Mm-hmm. And when we can slow our breath, we can tap into our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest. And so just by breathing slower and controlled, we're decreasing our heart rate, our respiratory rate, and all of those things. And so for me, like I sort of like geek out over breath work because I just feel like it's so powerful. I actually did this, this, um, literature review on the breath and it was like every breath that you take there's um, fluid in your brain that actually circulates that's combined with the breath and so you know breath is life and so for me breath work is like hits home a lot because I just didn't feel like I understand it and I also you know being in the medical background I'm like I can just understand what's going on in the body this at the cellular level oxygen and you know carbon dioxide changing and so how that helps our body regulate emotion and mood it's something that I always try to circle back to throughout my daily life so even if I don't like do a you know a breathwork practice it's just okay I'm feeling anxious like I need to go outside and just take some slow deep breaths Mm -hmm. and coming back to my breath that way to help calm my body which can get unregulated and when we tell our kids to take deep breaths too. I'm just like thinking of, oh, sometimes that all they need is a deep breath just to calm their body down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. My breath work is mostly in my yoga practice and then in like a meditation, I definitely slow the breath and I'm intentional at first, but um, I've only done like a couple very guided breath work sessions. Mm-hmm. And one that I did recently was actually very powerful it was like a whole rhythmic breath that I was doing and then and meditating and I like blacked out at one point oh I feel gosh. like I didn't like truly black out but like my brain everything everything was shut off and the only thing my body was doing was this rhythmic breath where when I meditate I usually am like seeing all these things and like I'm in a whole other realm like it's kind of it's kind of crazy Um, And so it was actually really refreshing to only be thinking about my breath and have my whole entire mind be just black. Yeah. It was so powerful. Like I had a practitioner guide me. So that is something like if you're looking to take your breath work deeper, it's not part of the morning routine, perhaps if you're like trying to have somebody guide you. But uh, yeah, breath work is amazing. It's incredibly healing and powerful and you can release, you know, emotions and, stored trauma in the body and really give yourself a kickstart. You actually, when you were started talking about your breath, you put your hand next to your, like on the side of your neck. Do you know why you did that? Or did you, do you do that in your breathwork practice? I don't know. Why did I do that? 
Okay, that's so interesting. So on the side of your neck, you have your vagal nerve, your vagus nerve. And so sometimes if you're feeling like anxious or overwhelmed, like you can rub like the side of your neck here and it stimulates that parasympathetic response, which is what then will naturally take you, have you take a slow, deep breath afterwards. And so I, I wondered if you had this guided meditation because as you started talking, you went like this and I'm like, whoa, she's intuitively like bringing herself within and calming down but you didn't even know you were doing it my body did I guess your body intuitively knew to like give yourself some love at that nerve I was probably I was just getting real excited I think (laughs) calm down Lexi calm down Lexi breath Lexi your body's like take a breath Lexi (laughs) I just love this well it's just like there you start to realize what you don't know too like I've don't I in my meditation practice, I don't see anything. I don't think it's because I've gotten that deep yet, if you will, or practice at it. Um, I've known people that have a meditative practice and they'll hear hear voices Mm -hmm. in their meditation Mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. And I think it's different for every person once you can get deeper into it and like let go and kind of drop in. Everybody's different. So there's the different clairs, like there's you know, you hear clairvoyant quite a bit, but there are different clairs, which we can do a whole episode on where some people they hear or like they hear songs, you know, and it's hearing some people it's seeing some people it's scent like, Oh my gosh, I smell my grandma's perfume, but she's been gone for five years. But like, I was just thinking of her. Mm -hmm. So there's different, yours and mine are different. Mm -hmm. I might see lots of things and then it might be like, Oh, I'm not as good at it you know, because I don't see anything. That's a great point. But that's not actually the case. That's just how I do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also feel, right? Yes. You can feel sensations. And so for me, I think that's... They're sentient. Yeah. Okay. Sentient. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So like you, you feel other people's energy very strongly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So whether I I am meditating or even just walking, right. And being in other people's environments, I feel people's energies very strongly, Mm. Uh, but I also probably emit energy (laughs) just the same (laughs) as strong. (laughs) Oh, that's bringing me to our human design episode, which is episode four, if you are interested in human design, but your chart's very open. I'm not a human design expert. We can ask Tressa if this is even accurate, but you're very open, and I wonder if that has to do with being like clairsentient, where you can feel... Mm like everything that's going on around you curious don't take my word for it I know as a projector you have like penetrating aura so like as you if you're in the right invitation your my energy will penetrate deeply into others and so I wonder if I just am receiving the same because I feel it on a deeper level great question there's a whole meditation practice you can do about visualizing a protective barrier around you Mm. like if it is something that you or listeners feeling where it's like sometimes I get bombarded by other people's energy so there are meditations you can Google where it's like you're teaching your body how to put up protective layers. Like if there's a family member who just every time you're with them and they suck you dry, they're like a vampire. You, know, <laughs> you, you can actually start to practice like how to put up this protective layer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a practice. Yeah. But that's an offering. Such a great tip. I know I love that. Well, and it really you know, kind of bleeds into our next one, which is meditation. Oh, gosh, right? I was like, are we already talking about it? (laughs) (laughs) Number five is meditative practices. And we feel like 
We put this one as number five because although it can be as simple as easy as like trying for five minutes and then seven minutes and eight minutes and you can build that up. But for me, when I first started doing meditations, I did have to go slow like that because I have a mind that is kind of moving quickly and um, sitting with myself in silence or in peace just felt very unproductive. And how could I just sit there? Like I need to be doing other things. And so someone once told me, if you feel like you don't have time to meditate, you need to meditate more than anyone else. <laughs> and I thought that was really powerful. Um, but I think that we put this as number five too, because you can go really deep mm -hmm. into this as a practice and I kind of want to bring up your your um, quantum coaching that you're getting lately yes. with your meditative work mm -hmm. that you're doing, Lexi, where it is an extremely deep practice. Mm -hmm. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe she'll be interested in being a guest and we can talk about it more. But she's guiding me. She guided me in the breathwork session that I did. Um, she guided me into kind of like a session of tapping in just in a meditation. And then um, she actually just kind of like let me tell her afterwards mm -hmm. what I saw and then we reflected on it. So it's like a whole, I think it's like a whole other layer and episode and I'll see totally. if she'd be willing to come on and share. Yeah. Um, but the length of the meditations are the longer. The length of the meditations were longer. The My breath work session I think was like an hour and 15 minutes yeah that's a really long time and like I for a lot of it my mind was totally black and then wow. when I came out she was like welcome <laughs> you've been gone for a while like are you how are you wow that's so it, you know that's where it's like meditation can be you know five minute YouTube but it can also be as deep of a practice as hour or yes more. yeah I see where you're going so the mm -hmm. point is like I was thinking about this when you were chatting right before asking about the quantum sessions is that when we think of meditating based on what society is kind of like putting on us, we think we're sitting cross-legged on a pillow on the floor. We've got an altar. We've got incense or essential oils going and like we're not, we're in complete silence and we're not thinking about anything. We don't have to meditate like a Buddhist monk does. Right. We can meditate for, I would say like seven minutes is a good number, guided with an app. There are tons of apps. Go find a YouTube video or go find an app. There, A lot of them are free. Yeah, like Calm or Headspace. Breathe is one. Yeah, and you can just click on one that resonates with you that morning. Like somebody will, somebody could literally just be guiding you through relaxing your jaw. Let your shoulders soften. Let your belly melt into the bed. Like, it can be as simple as that. And that mm -hmm. is a meditation practice. It does not have to be that you are dropping in, which is this term I keep saying, and like seeing your body fall into the earth or like any, it doesn't have <laughs> to be like that. Um, that's just, yeah, I think more of an advanced and not even advanced, but just something that you can take further. Yeah, yeah. And also just honoring wherever you're at in the journey too. So, you know, I don't know about you, but when I very first started, for me, it was really hard to quiet the mind and it was a practice and a habit that I had to consistently do um, at least a few times a week at the minimum to be able to get better and better at it, if you will, but yeah. also not judging the fact 
that you can't sit in silence and these thoughts come up, but you're just honoring, oh, that thought came up, but I'm going to put it aside for right now. Yeah. And then try to quiet again. And Mm -hmm. then maybe another thought will pop up and Mm -hmm. you just acknowledge, wow, I never knew that my mind raced this much and I'm learning for the very first time that I have a very racing mind and I'm noticing it as I'm meditating and learning to meditate to try to quiet my mind. So it's just a really great like self-learning practice too. Yeah, I love that. I'm smiling at Jess because it's it's so true. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have your whole head completely black and not seeing anything, hearing anything, feeling anything. It it can be just acknowledging the things that are coming up. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I know it's like we're 40 minutes or so in on five morning routines that we're trying to make easy and accessible. So, you know, I let's recap the five. We'll recap the five, and then I just want to talk about very briefly, like, that, you know, these things, like, if you've read Atomic Habits, um, in one of the chapters, for some reason this stuck to me, but, like, building a new habit, like waking up early, or meditating, or journaling, I will go through the five, meditating, journaling, pulling a card, um, choosing a word of the day, or doing breath work, they... Those can sound very intimidating, and they don't have to be, and you don't have to build up to a full long practice either, but like in Atomic Habits, he talks about if you're trying to start a new routine, like any of those things, you know, you choose one little small access point, and you build the routine around that. So, I'm, I mean, he says put your tennis shoes on, but don't go to the gym. It's like me that put my yoga clothes on and didn't go. Yeah. And then I finally went mm-hmm. at 5.30 in the morning. My Mine, just like one of the first things I started doing in my morning routine was chugging a whole glass of water before I was allowed to have coffee or anything else. Just like little tiny things that you can easily do to build up that routine over time Mm -hmm. yeah to build those habits over time Mm -hmm. it's small efforts to create those larger consistent goals so I love that yeah anything else we want to ramble on about (laughs) over here (laughs) I think we've given everyone enough but just know that there's flexibility give yourself grace through different seasons of life you might not have do the same exact thing every single day and Mm -hmm. that's okay but the point of it being is that every morning hopefully or every time you start your day and you wake up and it's a new fresh day choose one intention to set for the day and as you start you'll be building a greater habit and create more space in your morning if you can Mm -hmm. Um, even if that means you you know get started a couple hours after you wake up and it's not the very first thing you do but in some sort of the beginning part of the day to try to do something for yourself to get to know yourself better to gain more trust with your instincts and your intuition um, and that will happen over time wonderfully said thank you for tuning in today you can find more information about today's episode in the show notes at soul-starter.com forward slash podcast. We also love to connect with you on Instagram at soulstarterco, all one word. And please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can also watch the video recordings on our YouTube channel at soulstarterco. See you in the next episode.